Hear the legends of the Kung Fu Panda. Raised in a noodle shop, never seeking glory or fame. He climbed the mountaintop and earned the dragon warrior name. Kung Fu Panda. Master Shifu saw the glory of blossom and mastered the skills of rotacious and awesome Kung Fu Panda. Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys Podcast. Today it's just me, Ryan, and for this podcast specifically, I watched all three Kung Fu Pandas in the same day. Now, that I'm saying that like it's the beginning of a Mr. Beast episode or video where he watches something that's bad purposely for 10 hours or just that's a common thing on the internet, right? Where you watch something for long periods of time a lot of it's how a lot of creators got started they watch something a bad dance for 10 hours or a bad song for 10 hours and by the end of it because they go insane on camera and people like watching people slowly lose their minds then it's good viral baby i always thought though what if you did that and nobody watched so you just watched like mbop for 10 hours straight and yeah, sure, it's a banger, but at some point, I'm sure it has to start being grating and nobody watches. So you did it for nothing. What a waste of time. And uh, what a good way to feel bad about your life. Anyway, I watched all through key three Kung Fu Pandas in the same day because I had never seen them. Uh, by the way, very quickly. Next week, we will come back and continue doing the best TV shows of all time. Comedy shows, that is. Uh, the Bracket couldn't wrangle the boys uh, this week. That's why I'm doing this right now. So that's the whole That's the whole reason that is. Anyway, uh, I watched Kung Fu Pandas 1 through 3 because 1, I had the time. And 2, I had never seen them. And 3, I've always heard really, really good things about them. I always obviously knew about them. Also, TikTok is a large part of this. If you are like me on TikTok, you see um, whole movies, but in like three minute long clips. And uh, or at least you watch a, a portion of the movie and then you think to yourself, well, gosh, I got to watch that entire movie right now. I'm going to watch The Martian for the 87th time because this Matt Damon clip on the TikTok is superb. So I'm, I'm going back in. Kung Fu Panda also did this. But I think uh, recently when I was golfing, disc golfing, obviously not ball golf, uh, which is what that's called. Golfing is just disc golf. That's Everyone knows that. Anyway, when I was disc golfing with some other boys, uh, Mark and JR, they are on the Nothing Star podcast, which if you don't know what that is, Nothing Star Academy, you can go listen to that. That's a thing we did at one point. And they're on that. Uh, I said out loud I had not seen Kung Fu Panda. I do not remember why. Obviously, I know like <laughs> everything about it, right? I know it stars Jack Black. I know there's three movies. I know there's four short films and like three TV shows. I Halloween. No. Well, I don't know if there's a Halloween, but there's a, a special of some kind, right? I think it's for Christmas. It's won, uh, I think, like 11 Emmy Awards, the TV show, and been nominated for uh, Best Animated Feature twice, as well as like a bunch of Annie Awards, which are things. You can look those up and they have those as well. I knew Jack Black was in it playing Jack Black right? And I knew he did Kung Fu and he was a panda. Like, those are, I think, the basis, the sort of the foundation of what these three things are. And I knew all of that. 
but I said out loud I had not watched them. Your boy Mark was like, well, how dare you pose character arc and how he goes from one place to another in the animation style and and the writing and the songs, the score, everything. How dare you get this far in your life without watching it? And I was like, well, one, aggressive, back up. Uh, you're like way in my face about this. And two, yeah, that is a good point. I really do need to get into this. And at this point, like, it's pretty cool. Like, not watching something and then eventually getting to watch it all right it's that feeling of everybody has binged to that one show but you haven't and around you they don't say anything about it and then one day you're like wow okay i got like i got a good eight hours here let's just do this right now uh i remember like watching ben schwartz who plays sonic the hedgehog and is a great improviser etc he watched all of game of thrones and live tweeted it during covid because he had just never watched it right and he got to sit down and all of the comments were, one, not spoiling it for him, which is positive. But two, they were like, I wish I could be in your shoes. I wish I could erase this from my memory and watch it all again for the first time. That's what Mark's vibes were with Kung Fu Panda. So again, I came in with pretty high expectations and I started watching Kung Fu Panda 1, which came out in 2008. So yeah, a long time ago. And... I will say I saw Kung Fu Panda 1's runtime and became a little bit, it's like only 92 minutes long. And I came a little bit weary of it. Like one, my expectations going in were a bit, a bit too high. Like Mark really, really <laughs> was like, this is the best movie. Schindler's List, second Kung Fu Panda 1. So I was like, okay. And then, but seeing it, be that short i sort of knew i was going to have a little bit of an issue with it he when describing it to me was very adamant that the character arcs were like the best thing it's the first thing he said pose character arc and i will be honest for like the first 20 to 30 minutes of kung fu panda one i had a really hard time not saying out loud that's jack black playing jack black and then eventually that went away, right? Like 45 minutes in, that sort of went away and Poe was a character and not just Jack Black, the actor saying words and being the person that he is playing himself, basically, uh, but added Kung Fu on top of it and being a panda, right? Uh, once that went away, it did get exponentially better. The problem is it didn't go on for much longer. The movie, that is, it feels like uh, sort of all three of these movies have the same thing, which is I wish they were all 15 to 20 minutes longer. I always find one specific character. I wish they kind of drilled down on more. Um, Crane being uh, the one from the first one, Master Crane, played by David Cross. Mark said that he says funny, quippy things. So I was pretty excited to hear the funny, quippy things that uh, David Cross said as Master Crane. I love David Cross from Arrested Development and Mr. Show, etc. So like, that's going to be cool. It wasn't really. He didn't say that many quippy things. And maybe, again, this is all uh, this is all an expectations game, right? I went in super high level on this because Mark is usually pretty good at knowing the things that I'm going to like. He, he, it's one of those friends. I have another friend who, if they say they don't like a movie, I know I'm going to like it, you know, those kind of friends. But uh, the Mark side is usually like, a, I like it, so you're going to like it. I love it, so you're going to love it. So my expectations were definitely too high, and that was definitely a part of it. But uh, yeah, David Cross, it feels like there are lines that David Cross said that were cut. It feels like there were scenes that were cut, really, from all three of them. Anyway, the point is, 
Uh, if you don't remember because you didn't watch or haven't watched Kung Fu Panda 1 in a very long time, it is set in China. Uh, that is so that people in China go and see the movie. Uh, it makes a lot more money that way. By the way, $130 million to make the first one, and it grossed $630 million. So that's a lot. So pretty cool. Probably the reason why they were like, let's make um, an entire intellectual property out of this. Why don't we? Anyway. As you recall, Poe is a uh, panda, and he wants to be a kung fu master really bad. In fact, we get sort of ported in on the day in which the town in which he's living in is going to name who the uh, dragon master is, the uh, dragon warrior, that is. Who's Jesus? They're anointing Jesus, except for like if Jesus didn't know and then strapped himself to a chair full of fireworks and then all the people who thought they were going to be Jesus were standing there, you know, like David Cross and Seth Rogen and Jackie Chan and Lucy Liu and Angelina Jolie, like maybe those people specifically. And then, but because of the firework chair, it really sent Poe real far up in the air. And then when he lands, Master Ugwe is like, oh, dude, actually, it's you. Sorry, everybody else uh, who's been working their entire lives. Uh, Grandmaster Ugwe, a ancient Gar Galapagos tortoise, and Shifu's mentor, played by Dustin Hoffman, who's a you know a tiny little uh, red panda, is like, no, nah, it's actually your Jesus. And Poe is like, I'm Jesus. And the turtle is like, yeah. And everyone's gonna be mad about it, except for, and you're gonna be confused for a long period of time. Uh, and then they do basically, you know, 40 minutes of Kung Fu training where it's like, I'm not the dragon warrior for sure. I'm being made fun of by my peers because I kind of suck at this. But it turns out he's sort of always meant to be. He is the one. He is Neo. So he does become very good at it. The uh, main bad guy is uh, played by Ian McShane, who is a arrogant and aggressive snow leopard. Uh, and formerly Shifu's adoptive son and student kind of coming back to home to roost to be like, well, how dare you? I was supposed to be Dragon Warrior. And then you picked one and I, well, I, there's a rhino jail and I broke out of it. And I, it was, everyone said it was going to be really hard to break out, but I did it super easily, actually. So I'm here now and uh, I'm definitely the Dragon Warrior. Give me the scroll. Oh my God. We opened the scroll up. It's a mirror. <gasps> there was nothing in the scroll the entire time. The thing the Dragon Warrior was supposed to get. It's about me. Oh, and my development sort of makes me the dragon warrior. Oh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the first one I think went a little too fast, but it was good, right? Like it wasn't a bad movie. None of these were bad movies. I thought the first one was really neat. I thought the graphics and the CGI was really well done. All of the voice acting was great. Uh, the best one, probably Dustin Hoffman as Master Shifu sort of just like, a through way of all three of these movies being very, very good at uh, the role of Master Shifu and a good performance the entire time. Jack Black, a great performance as well. Once I stopped thinking, hey, that's Jack Black. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, David Cross, and Jackie Chan, woefully underused. That's going to be a common theme throughout these three movies where there are characters who you just wish they spent more time on and wish said more things, but. Uh, those five particularly, the, Fur the Furious Five, are sort of uh, the redheaded step CGI children of these three movies. And uh, like they they don't pass the Furious Five Bechdel test, right? Where like they never have a conversation with each other that's not about Poe, right? Like uh, you didn't get backgrounds very much on on any of them. And when they did, it was just sort of 
uh, like they it, they glanced off it, right? It always kind of felt like whoever was making this movie, which uh, obviously was, I think, DreamWorks. Yeah, I say obviously, and then I think um, just was like, this is a lot of money to make. Actually, a really high quality like triple a cgi movies like a lot so it feels like they were just scenes that with all these characters were really fleshed out in and all of those were cut because they were expensive to make or they were bad who knows i don't know i but i'm leaning towards expensive to make because the writing for the amount of time they had is actually pretty good so anyway they uh they defeat tai long he has a disney-based death actually like exactly sort of hooks death a thing falls on him Oh, uh, no, wait. No, that's the guy in the second one. She, they all sort of have Disney-based deaths. Uh, that's I was thinking of Gary Oldman, who literally had a hook-based death in uh, the second movie, aptly named Kung Fu Panda 2, coming out in 2011, $150 million to make, $665 million. Uh, so actually sort of consistent. That's interesting. Anyway, the bad guy in the second one, I think the second one, by the way, is my favorite one. The bad guy is Gary Oldman. Uh, playing Lord Shen. He's a peacock who murdered, uh, it, we think, uh, Poe's entire family. Uh, he's a genocidal peacock. Uh, genocide, obviously, a mainstay in CGI movies and Disney movies and Pixar movies alike. Uh, just uh, throw in a good genocide, it will always be a more interesting story. Uh, we have a bunch of people in this movie. We have Danny McBride as the wolf boss. We have uh, John Claude Van Damme as Master Croc, which we got more of that. Uh, we have the Furious Five once more. We have Michelle Yeoh as the soothsayer. And uh, we, uh, but I think this movie is stolen by Gary Oldman as Lord Shen. I think he's the best bad guy in it because, you know, he did genocide. Like the first one is. Uh, a kid scorned told he was going to be the best turns out fate didn't have that in store for him and now he's mad at dad he has daddy issues and then the third one is also sort of daddy issues right where uh jk simmons has them with master ugwe uh, and the second one is genocide <laughs> you know so like they're different it's just a little different it feels different anyway i love the second one uh, a peacock ruler played by Gary Oldman trying to take over all of China and your Kung Fu is not going to be that good anymore because I made a gun. Well, I made a cannon. This is like a big gun. But because this big cannon goes off and it shoots stuff really fa so fast at people and it murders them, except for not really because this cannon hits like two main characters directly in the face twice and they just don't die. Uh, Lucy Liu's um master no wait that's master viper uh freaking the you know angelina jolie that one just just devastated by a cannon to the chest and somehow lives uh just sort of a uh rolling a uh a, a d20 to see if a character dies in these ones and yes uh master shen could have or lord shen could have a hook based death were ba just a, a gosh dang big alligator not really but basically a big alligator falls on him and eats him uh but not really because it's made of wood but it just crushes that motherfucker and so that happens but you shoot a tiger in the chest with a cannon <laughs> and they don't die all right yeah that's fine whatever still like the uh, lord shen you know going out into the world and also, at the same time, uh, you know, actually, I have to stop here 
and talk about uh, the character of Mr. Ping, which is Master Poe's in the second one, uh, adoptive father. I think he's the best character in the entire thing. I love his character. It is heartbreaking every time he has to watch his son leave. He is scared for his son. It's honestly, I think... The best part of the third movie is that they decided to let him go along to the panda village, right? And so he's in it for a lot more of it. And he's not just sad on the front end and the back end. But uh, Mr. Ping, uh, played by James Hong, a, uh, a stellar character actor who's been in more things than you can count. I think anyone can count. I think th- that math allows. Uh, he is absolute every time Mr. Ping is on screen uh, talking about dumplings and noodles uh, and what the noodles are going to be next, making me want noodles. Very. I had dumplings this week because I watched Kung Fu Panda. I had dumplings the night I watched it. It just wasn't happening. I wasn't getting out of that day without eating dumplings. They were delicious, by the way, and I'm so glad that that happened. Thank you, Kung Fu Panda, for those delicious uh, ideas that turned straight into dumplings. But yeah, Mr. Ping. The best part of this. Anyway, they stop the genocide. Uh, A tiger is hit straight in the chest with a cannon. And uh, using his force powers, uh, Jesus, I mean, Poe, you know, cannon shot right at him. But he can, uh, you know, just catch him, throw him back because he's very good. And by the way, he's the gosh dang dragon warrior. Believe in yourself. And he sort of does a little bit, but not really. Because mainly... uh, He's what but sad because he learned his origin story about how the uh, peacock killed his mom and he thinks his dad's dead, too, except for there's like a post credit scene, but not really a thing right at the end of Kung Fu Panda 2. That's like, oh, my God, your dad's Brian Cranston and alive. So we're obviously going to see that in the third one. But yeah, uh, his mother sacrificing himself. Very Harry Potter. Very uh, well, a lot of stories, right? Where mother sacrifices herself. Uh, for her son, who's uh, Jesus. So uh, this one specifically, and again, uh, Lily Potter did that. So as recently as Harry Potter. So uh, we go on to Kung Fu Panda 3. That is the one that everybody says was their favorite. By the way, all of these very well uh, reviewed, uh, high Rotten Tomato scores. And uh, the third one, I think, is the Internet's pick I don't uh, for the... Their favorite one overall, personally, mine is Kung Fu Panda 2. I think it's the most rewatchable one. And I think it just in a, I'm going to rewatch it. And I don't think I'm going to rewatch the first and the second one. Although the third one is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the third one, by the way, 145 million to make, 521 million uh, in the box office came out in 2016. So less money. That's odd. Uh, the music by Hans Zimmer was so, so good. Uh, so many characters still in this one that I wish they uh, they dove more into Wayne Knight as big fun in this uh, Brian Cranston as Lee Shan actually a great performance J.K. Simmons as Kai the main bad guy in the third one I don't know I feel like it could have been better I feel like I, I didn't really know it was J.K. Simmons like J.K. Simmons plays I think the best animated uh, villain that's currently on television in Invincible. Um, maybe one of the best uh, villains ever, not even in animation, uh, Omni-Man. And that performance is just so specifically J.K. Simmons 
uh, like a calm version of himself in Whiplash. Uh, his voice is so recognizable. I think, if I'm being honest, the material is better, which then makes the performance better. But Kai is sort of underwhelming as a performance, I would say. But the visuals for him, all the jade green and all the jade based things like, you know, those uh, when Kai turns the people using the chi into the little tiny jade rocks, the green rocks. I want the Uweg rock. I want it. I want it for my I want all of them. Like, you know how people put uh, little thingamajigs in their crocs, which make them markedly cooler. I want the thingamajigs, but for my very cool belt where I hold uh, chi-based uh, jade rocks that were once people, and then I turn those people into rocks. So I do want that. So uh, Dustin Hoffman, again, is Master Shifu, uh, continuing to be great. Brian Cranston, like I said, uh, Lee Shan, and then the dueling fathers in this one, Lee Shan and Mr. Ping, both like the best characters outside the main character Poe, I think, in the three movies, and then put them together, and obviously that's going to be great. Uh, Al Roker, oddly enough, uh, in this one, my main actual problem with the third one was you have Kate Hudson as May May, and she has like eight words total. Like, how do you have Kate Hudson in your movie and don't use her more and? That character is is barely explained at all. We don't get any backstory for it. There's so much of that. Like, I wish Kung Fu Pandas 1, 2, and 3 were all three-hour-long movies. They could have gotten nominated for, like, Best Picture and not even Best Animated if they took their time and maybe spent $200 million rather than $150 million and took six months longer on all three of these movies. They could have been truly great. That was sort of the vibe that I had the whole time. Like it was so close to being great. And I'm just bummed that it it didn't get there. But I mean, Jack Black is Jack Black, right? He's one of the most entertaining people on the earth today. Uh, the algorithm on TikTok is like, you want to hear him talk about Tropic Thunder this week, don't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really do. I'm going to watch Tropic Thunder tonight for sure. So uh, yeah. And then I got to the end of Kung Fu Panda 3 and then realized that they're making a Kung Fu Panda 4 uh, announced in 2010 by Jeffrey Katzenberg uh, at DreamWorks. And they're going to be making another one that's coming out next year. And uh, Jack Black revealed the story, which follows Poe trying to find a new dragon warrior while facing a new villain, the chameleon. So sort of a, uh, a next Jesus, a Jesus two electric boogaloo situation, sort of a next avatar. Does that mean Jack Black's Poe has to die uh, for next Jesus to come about? Who knows? Maybe he sacrifices himself. Oh, shoot. That would be nuts. You can't make more Kung Fu Panda based. I mean, maybe Jack Black is over it. Maybe he's done. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And they're like, well, let's just kill this panda. But I don't know how you're going to. You can't even shoot him with a cannon, right? Is this one going to be guns? Actual guns. Real life genocide, the chameleon played by, okay, who's the chameleon going to be played by? My guess is Jason Momoa, right? Or John Cena, <laughs> one of those two. Or no, they have to get like a, they've been going with, look at J.K. Simmons, Gary Oldman, and who played that gosh dang cat in, uh, Ian McShane uh, in the first one. They're going with just like, Balls to the wall, these people play bad guys kind of thing. So the Jason Momoa, John Cena guess isn't bad, but I just don't think it's 
it's not there. Who is it? Who is it? Might be helpful if I know what the chameleon is. Okay, chameleon is the name of the main antagonist of the upcoming film Kung Fu Panda 4. She is a sorceress with the ability to summon people from the past. Okay, so maybe she summons uh, Poe's mother to just like be a total D about it. Along comes the chameleon, a villain with, as Black describes it, the totally scary and totally unfair ability to bring back villains from past Kung Fu Panda films like Tai Lung. So we're going to be getting Ian McShane, J.K. Simmons, and uh, uh, what's the other one? Gary Oldman, my favorite one that I'm now forgetting, coming back. So uh, it is a female sorceress who is a chameleon and can't be played by Angelina Jolie. So who's it going to be? Emma Thompson, Meryl Streep. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is like a, like a, not an old and wise sorceress, but also like not a teenage sorceress. Hmm. Tiffany Haddish. That's a, that's a long range guess, but that'd be sick if it, if I was right on that one. CCH Pounder. That's who I'm going with. And I think that's who they should choose to play the chameleon. I think if they go with anyone else other than CCH, uh, then they've made a terrible mistake. And before I wrap it up, I'm just going to say a few of the little trivia things on the Kung Fu Panda IMDb. I know you can read them, but I love these things. The animator took a six hour Kung Fu class to get an idea of the movie's action. He did it six hours. Don't say that. If it's not six weeks, don't say it, right? That's not enough. It's six hours long and I was really tired and then I had to go keep animating. So uh, the scene when Poe enters the Jade Palace is amazed by all the relics is based on one of the director's first experiences entering the Skywalker Ranch of George Lucas, the cult that George Lucas has that does sound and uh, video for movies and television, the place where all the props for the Star Wars movies can be found. Oh, that's pretty cool. Dustin Hoffman's contract included a stipulation which allowed him to do additional voice recording sessions without hindrance. <laughs> Should be he be unsatisfied with his performance that you have to pay me for, by the way, you're just going to keep paying me, Dustin Hoffman. Beyond the contract, Hoffman also tutored Jack Black on his performance in the nighttime stairway argument scene, which just mean Dustin Hoffman was like, that's bad, Jack. You should do it this way. And Jack Black was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. The individual fighting styles of the Furious Five members, Crane, Mantis, Tiger, Monkey, and Viper, respectively, are all actual kung fu styles modeled after the particular animals. Ooh, Poe's fighting style is modeled after bear-style kung fu. Dude, I don't know. I felt like Bo should, Poe should be drunken monk, right? That just sort of, I don't know, just the the World of Warcrafter, uh, the latent World of Warcrafter in me wants him to be a, uh, a Pandarian monk uh, throw a little bit of, uh, of that drunk sauce in there and, and let it fly, uh, Kung Fu Panda 4, please. Anyway, uh, thanks for hearing me ramble about uh, Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> this has been incoherent and dumb. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-Y-Z. You get a bunch of extra bonus content. You get podcasts early, and you get to join our private Discord and talk to us each and every day. Thanks to the Patreon Sunshine, Connor O'Down, Jamie Lochner, uh, Chris Wood, Brenkin, Craig, John Jers, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Thank you for the money, and uh, we will say your name at the end of your R show if you, you know, like, uh, also do the money at patreon.com. <laughs> 
slash H-B-O-B-O-Y-Z. Is me talking for 30 minutes good? I bet it isn't. Okay, thanks for listening to me about talking about the Kung Fu Panda. We'll be back next week discussing the best comedy TV shows of all time. Have a, listen, man, have a good week. Have a good rest of your week. I hope, I hope this was relaxing in some way, listening to me ramble about a movie, uh, three movies I watched in a day. Uh, I want dumplings again. I hope you get them as well. Uh, and I hope this was neat. Because uh, if you want guys want me to watch an entire series in a day and talk, have me talk about it in the future, let us know, I guess. We have Twitter. We have TikTok. We have all the things. X, I guess, is what Twitter's called now. Um, we have all the things. The HBO Boys or HBO Boys. Go check it out. And we have a bunch of stuff up there. Again, thanks for listening to this stuff. Okay, bye. <laughs>